scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down as we throw it down on the wicked Wednesday. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart stepped up and in. Ian Cameron kicking it with us. We'll get back to Babano. We'll talk football, college football, NFL football, Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, there's been some line movement, and it's strange because there's rumors uh, that Christian McCaffrey's actually going to play in this football game. I personally right now uh, don't believe that he is. Um, I don't really know what it matters if he does, to be honest with you. Uh, Mike Davis has been fine at the running back uh, position for the Carolina Panthers. Um, but, hey, it is it is what it is. Uh, we've got the NFL football on the board. We've got a couple of college of football games on the board as well. We're going to break it down. It's pretty crazy, man, but we're already into week eight uh, right now, the National Football League, halfway through uh, the season. And, you know, it, it seems like just yesterday that the season just started. It's crazy because we always talk about, you know, you are what your record says you are, but, you know, we still don't we get you get the feeling you really don't know who these teams are uh, right now. But the playoffs in the National Football League this year are going to be sick. They're going to be sick. There's a lot of good teams in the NFL. There's a lot of bad teams, but there's a lot of good teams. And any one of these teams can beat anybody uh, in the NFL. We're going to find out. Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh beat Tennessee. Can Pittsburgh, like, if Pittsburgh steps up, and beats the Tennessee Titans and follows it up and beats the Baltimore Ravens, then we got to start taking these guys very seriously. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they, the Chiefs are dangerous as hell, man. The Chiefs are just doing what they have to do. They're just getting through the season. Once a team wins a championship, the regular season doesn't mean as much to them. They, they look at the big picture. Um, they've got a really, really, really tough game uh, this week, though, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, wait, no, they don't. They're playing the New York Jets. 19 and a half point favorites. <laughs> yeah, tough. When I say it's really tough, I mean, is, uh, are they going to cover? It's a tough game to bet on. Yeah, it's almost unfair. Like, why even play this game? They should just say, due to COVID, we've awarded the win to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's for the safety of everybody. Like, why expose anybody to anything here? Like, why why even bother playing this game? Like, why even bother? Just, like, forfeit it. <laughs> just award it to Kansas City. Jet fans will agree. Speaking of which... Uh, Wisconsin's weaseled their way out of uh, the football game this weekend. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Let's roll. Level two continues. I am Morency. Throwing it down. Ian Cameron. The football frenzy. Check it out. Uh, sports uh, pop-up radio. You can find him on uh, YouTube as well. Find him on uh, Twitter, at uh, Babano. Uh, so we got NFL football, college of football. You're right, though, uh, Babano. The 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 Sun Belt game is a tricky one. <laughs> it's, it's, the South Alabama game is a tricky one. Yeah, yeah it uh, is. It's tough. 
I lean with the home team. I hear what you're saying. I lean with Georgia Southern, but it's a tricky one. Um, but I got to be honest, I got my ass handed to me on Saturday night. The bet. I had a good Saturday afternoon and morning and blah, blah, blah. And then I ran into a buzzsaw called the Mountain West Conference, Babano. I don't even know. I think I was 0 6, 0 7. I was. I literally lost every Mountain West game. I had a couple of bad picks and I had a couple of tough, like heart heartbreak losses. But like I had the over in that San Jose State uh, Air Force game. It was scoreless at the half, Babano. I had over 64. It was scoreless. Like, like I was like, oh my god. Like I was almost happy. I was like, well, that's a loss. At least I don't have to sweat this one out. Yeah, scoreless. I was like, even if it goes to overtime, it's not mathematically possible. Like, to, like you know, they'd have to score like yeah, part of me eight gave times in a row. <laughs> yeah, part of me loves losing the bets when they're d- dead wrong because you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to agonize over it. You don't have to sweat it, over it. Part of me is also upset when I lose a bet that and I'm that wrong because it's like I was totally wrong. My handicapping right, exactly, process was exactly. totally screwed up from the beginning. So it's... Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you could. There's both ways of looking at it. You're exactly right, but there's a difference. You're right. You lose. You, like, let's say the NBA playoffs. You take a team. They lose by 22. Ah, so what? You, you know, you're not that off. Like it happens. There's blowouts in the playoffs and stuff. But when you're off, you're right. Like when you're off by that much in a college game, you have to second guess yourself. And that's why I always I always hate when people cry online about their bad. Oh, what about beat? What about beat? Unless you're losing Babano by half a point and a point all the time, then your handicapping skills are bad, right? Like you should be close all the time. Otherwise, like you're not doing it right. So like I expect when I lose, I lose close all the time. That's the way it is. Like I, I lost because of this one little situation, uh, but I don't cry about it being a bad beat. That's just factual. But you're right. Every once in a while, though, I'd rather just be wrong like that, Babano, and like, all right, give up on that. I'm not even going to pay attention to this game anymore. But I was wrong about I took Fresno against Hawaii. You know, Hawaii kind of rebuilding Babano, new quarterback. So they go into Fresno. Fresno turned the ball over a million times. So what do you think? Colorado State haven't played, and they've had COVID issues. What do you make of this game? Yet the team that is playing their first game against a team that's already played a game, the team that's playing their first game against a team that's played a game already is 25 and 10 against the spread this season in college football, which is absolutely remarkable considering you would think, yeah, 35 times the team that hasn't played is actually 25 and 10 against the spread facing a team that has already played a game. So that points to Colorado State. I like Colorado State. I was saying before the break last time we talked, I like Colorado State here, but it's not just because of that. If you watch Fresno against Hawaii, there wasn't one phase of football that looked good. You know, they got a new head coach uh, in DeBoer. They've got a new starting quarterback in Jake Hayner. Washington transfer didn't play good, missed a lot of easy throws, was under some pressure from Hawaii's defense, if you can believe that. And if Hawaii's defense, which hasn't been a team that's been known for defense over the years, is getting pressure, that's not good for the Fresno offensive line. And Fresno's defense gave up over 300 rushing yards to Hawaii. You know, Hawaii hasn't even been a big running run heavy team in recent years. Although I do believe under Todd Graham, their new head coach this year, they are trying to run the football more, but still you're giving up over 300 rushing yards to Hawaii. That's bad news for Fresno. Colorado state brings in Steve Adazio as their new head coach. Patrick O'Brien is back as the quarterback. He was there last year. He's in the system. Now uh, Todd Centeo, who actually 
who was a quarterback under Adazio at Temple, you know, a few years ago is also there. And he's hinting that he might play both guys, but I'll take either of those quarterbacks over what I saw out of Fresno's offense last week. Colorado State, if you match up these two rosters on paper, Marenzi, Colorado State does look like the better team, the more talented team. This looks like a rebuilding year for Fresno State, and we certainly got a glimpse of that last week. So at a pick them in a price range where they've just got to win the game, uh, I'm going to go with Colorado State there. I can't disagree. Uh, good breakdown. Uh, Friday night, uh, we got Minnesota and uh, Maryland. Both these teams got throttled in week one. Minnesota got uh, ran ran off their, uh, you know, ran out of their own stadium by the Michigan Wolverines who tattooed them a 25-point beatdown. And then you get Maryland who got tattooed against Northwestern, and Northwestern took the pedal off the medal as well. You know, so a lot of people, a lot of talk this week about how the Terps might be one of the worst teams in the country. I don't want to overreact after one game, right? I don't, and so it's two his brothers at quarterback uh, here. This is a lot of points, Babano. I mean, Minnesota just got tattooed. Are you comfortable laying 20 points with the Minnesota Golden Gophers here against Maryland? I'm going to go ahead and lay it with Minnesota uh, because – Look, they weren't good against Michigan last week. I, I, I'm kind of believing that Michigan might have something in Joe Milton. You know, I thought that kid played pretty well last week for the Wolverines uh, against Minnesota. And I know it wasn't a great game for the Gophers, but Milton. you talk about quarterback edge. Milton was pretty good, but it's more than Milton with Michigan. Like, it's just, we get to Michigan in a, in a minute here, but, yeah, we'll get to Michigan in a second, but battle. But, you know, Milton did look good. You know, he wasn't great, but he looked good. He looked poised. And he's got a cannon of an arm, but so 20 points. So you you think Maryland really are like they're, they're going to get tattooed every week? They're going to get murdered? They're going to be one of the worst teams in the conference? They could be, uh, because if you watch Northwestern losing 43-3 last week, and I, had, I actually took Northwestern, and usually I don't like Northwestern as a double-digit favorites, but there's not a lot to like for Maryland coming into the year. I think their defense is rebuilding. Mike Loxley, and I don't think that was a good hire. I'm not a big fan of Mike Loxley, the head coach, but he was not divulging who the starter was going to be, which pretty much was a tell to me that maybe he doesn't have a good quarterback or a quarterback he trusts. So he was not being coy and not revealing who it was going to be. Sure enough, it was to his younger brother, Talia Tagovailoa. I'll tell you what, he's got a long way to go to be as good as his older brother is. I mean, 14 to 25, 94 yards, three interceptions. It was as ugly as it gets for him. The defense was shredded. Tanner Morgan's a really good quarterback, and Minnesota's got an offense. If Maryland's going to fall behind by double digits, there's no coming back with that offense and as putrid as they were. I think you get Minnesota chomping at the bit to bounce back after the Michigan game. I really think Maryland could be that bad. There are two teams I would I would want to bet against every week moving forward in this conference. Maryland's one and Michigan State's the other, although I'm worried they've already over-adjusted Michigan State after the way they looked last week against Rutgers. And you talk about another hire I don't like, Mel Tucker. That's another story. The but dropping. I think Maryland's in trouble. I'll lay the, the, I'll lay the 20 with Minnesota. I think Maryland could be that bad. All right. Uh, Babano with us, Ian Cameron. Uh, yeah, the number's dropping, at least. I saw 24 and a half now. Coming down a little bit. Um, I agree. The Mel Tucker hire was a strange one. So a hot football team this year. And you got to give these guys credit. Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Tulsa, a perfect 3-0 against the spread. 2-1 straight up. Their one loss was a very impressive 17-6 loss, getting like 23-and-a-half uh, points. Uh, they were you know, massive underdogs, 24-point, uh, whatever it was, against Oklahoma State. They lose 16-7. 
They're down like 16 nothing or whatever it was. 60, yeah, it was 16 nothing to uh, to UCF. They storm back. They win the game outright. <laughs> they win the game outright. And then very impressively, Babano, which I was surprised by, and I know that South Florida, you know, have their issues, but still, you know, Tulsa go on the road length 12 and a half and tattoo them. Uh, 42-13. I don't know what's going on right now in Tulsa, but they got something going on with this program. 3-0 and against the spread. We'll get your take on the other side. They're laying laying uh, 17 points. Normally, I wouldn't want to be in a hurry to be laying 17 points with Tulsa, but they're playing good football right now. Yeah, it's a lean to Tulsa for me. 3-0 and against the spread. They're covering by almost 20 points per game. It's amazing. East Carolina's disappointed, although it looks like they'll get their quarterback, Holton Allers, back. But the price is getting up there with Tulsa. Game. I'm not going against them. Yeah, but the value, I'm, I'm passing. Total's up to 61 now, guys, but there should be points. All right, we'll do a couple more minutes. Uh, one more segment with Bando on the other side. Uh, having fun talking college football. I want to get an NFL as well, but more college and uh, football on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Sports rage. Late night. Bet your rage. I am Renzi. We're kicking it. Great show uh, tonight. Time's just uh, flying by. Uh, People always uh, look forward. Uh, to the Wicked Wednesday. People look forward to uh, every night. we got a great uh, cast of characters, including Ian Cameron, the football uh, frenzy. Check it out. Uh, so, Babano, let's blast through some college uh, games uh, here um, as we keep talking college uh, football. Talking about Tulsa actually going to the break. So give us your quick take on Tulsa, and we'll get into the bigger games over the weekend uh, here. Uh, Tulsa, East Carolina, I think there's going to be some points in this game. Yeah, Tulsa's deep. Uh, that's a tricky one because East Carolina's offense, they move fast, but they've struggled at times this year. They've really underachieved offensively, East Carolina. Tulsa's got a really good defense. This is one of the better Tulsa defenses good, yeah. I've seen You know, since Philip Montgomery's been there. They've been really good. I think if it gets down to 17 or lower, I might be interested in Tulsa because I was on Tulsa against South Florida last week. I thought it was a really good spot. It's South Florida, not a team I had a very high opinion of and they routed South Florida in that game but the numbers much higher this week I'm not going against Tulsa they're three and ATS I just think the numbers a little bit higher than I prefer to lay so I lean to Tulsa but I will not be involved in that game you talked about Hawaii and their strong performance on the ground Todd Graham former Tulsa coach ironically enough of Bano uh, former Tulsa coach at Arizona State yep. uh, but yeah Todd Graham now Hawaii head coach and um, so they, they get Wyoming. Wyoming went to Nevada and spotted, you know, Wyoming stumbled out of the gate early. And then they came on strong. They came back. They tied the football game, Babano. 38-38. They stormed back. Game goes to overtime. They lose in overtime. It was a heartbreaker. I was on Wyoming. It was one of my other horrible Mountain West picks. So now Wyoming go home. This you know, kind of a tough task, though, for Hawaii. We've always known over the years, Babano, people always said, ah, oh, you know, they're no good on the mainland, right? 
Hawaii, you know, basketball, Hawaii football. They don't travel well. They've traveled better over the years, actually. And the basketball team wins games on the road now when they play in Los Angeles and they stay there for a week and they play all the schools, et cetera. Um, so, but tough spot for Hawaii. Um, back-to-back road games now, Babano, from uh, from Nevada to Wyoming right now. What do you make of this one? Should be a, This is a good game, Friday night. Well, thank good. It is a good game, and there are two teams I think could be pretty decent here in the Mountain West, but thank goodness Hawaii made the prudent decision. We're not going back to the island after playing Fresno last yeah, week. Yeah. They stayed on the mainland. In fact, they're staying in Denver this week, and that's, I think, phenomenal thought process Helps because altitude, now you can acclimate yeah. yourself to the altitude, the cold weather that you're going to face here in Laramie, Wyoming on Friday night. So you're not going to, it's not going to be that culture shock now because you've been staying in Denver the whole weekend. It's funny, yes, Todd Graham, the new head coach, he also brought in one of his former quarterbacks that played for him at Tulsa as his offensive coordinator here with Hawaii, who G.J. Kinney. Uh, a lot of people will remember yeah. that name. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator here for Hawaii now, and their offense looked good. I mean, 552 yards last week. They, what I like, too, is under Nick Rolovich, Hawaii really threw the ball a lot. They didn't really commit to running it. They were really balanced last week. They ran the football well. Shevin Cordero, we remember him. He's back as the quarterback for Hawaii. He was really good last week through the air and running with it as well when the pocket collapsed. It was a balanced attack from Hawaii's offense. It looked really, really strong. It's going to be much tougher, though, because Wyoming can play defense. It's in Wyoming. It's not going to be easy. Wyoming lost their quarterback, Sean Chambers, in the loss to Nevada. That was a great game last week, but they lost in overtime and they lost their starting quarterback. So it's Levi Williams, the backup, who's going to be in here. You know, they were trailing in the third quarter. Wyoming rallied to tie that game, force overtime to fall short. So it's not like it's a great spot either for Wyoming. It's not a strong opinion, but I'm a Hawaii believer. I'm not betting against them, but the spot's a little tricky, even if they stayed in Denver. So it's a lean to Hawaii for me, though. I still like this team quite a bit. You know, a team that I'm starting, I said we'll get into the big games, but a team that I'm a believer in right now, Coastal Carolina, 5-0 and straight up. <laughs> Unbelievable, this team. And I, I caught on to this earlier in the year, and I talked about it on Game Time Decisions with Cam, and I said, you know, Cam, you, know, you could just tell a program that's ready to, you know, break loose or, and I'm not saying break loose in a, you know, in a you know, major way, but you could just tell. Like, they're good, they're a fun team. They like their coach. They like each other, the players. Like, there's an enthusiasm. Every play on the sideline, Babano, every kid is like, they all pat every player that comes off the field. They're all high-fiving each other. Like, they're very enthusiastic. Like, they're very positive. <laughs> like, they're a positive team, and everything's going their way, man. They're playing good football. No one thought the Coastal Carolina. I mean, Coastal Carolina ranked 21 in the 21st in the country right now, Babano. I mean, come on. And who had the Coastal Carolina being a top 25 team? I know it's 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 still early, but they're 5-0, and and they're getting a field goal right now going to Georgia State this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Coastal Carolina, I, I'm flat out not going against this team. And, in fact, I'm mad I didn't stay on them last week against Georgia Southern, but I didn't love the spot. They had the big win against Lafayette. It was such a huge win beating them on national TV. Georgia Southern then, and you're without your starting quarterback, Grayson McCall. That also concerned me. But Fred Payton, give him credit. He was solid, three touchdowns. McCall's going to be out for this game as well. But Payton was solid at quarterback for Coastal. 
you know, in his absence. Uh, Georgia State, they beat Troy last week, but Troy outgained them. Georgia State's defense is still very, very suspect. They gave up 447 yeah. yards, even though they beat Troy last week. They were fortunate to do it. We saw what they did defensively against Arkansas State a couple weeks ago on that Thursday night game, 59-52. That's a bad defense. It's coastal or nothing for me. I'm not going against the Shanna Clears. No way. All right, let's start to get uh, into uh, – let's get back to the Big Ten here. A big number drop, Abano. Indiana, we're minus 13 now. It's uh, it's 10 only. Rutgers are getting 10. I'm still interested in Rutgers. I'm not going to get scared off. We should have bet it right away. I don't like the term sharps and squares and stuff like that. Um, but the fact, the fact of the matter is people that bet for a living and bet bigger money, you know, hammered Rutgers in, in week one and – I don't know. I was hoping. I thought Rutgers was going to be a secret, but it looks like the secret's out, Babano, after one game because there's already been a field goal line move uh, in this game. And we've got an Indiana team that's trendy coming off the, the win against Penn State, even though Penn State got screwed late. So it's down to 10 right now. I'm telling you, Rutgers, uh, Rutgers, um, good program right now, Babano. Shiano is a good coach. He's back in his rightful spot in Piscataway. They had a lot of transfers come in. Um, they've got talent. They, you know, they're going to be better in a couple of years again. Remember, when when Shiano was there in the old days, guys, Rutgers was good. Like Ray Rice, good. And, you know, they were winning bowl games. Yep. And they were a good program. There was a reason why he made all this money and he bounced around. He should be coaching a bigger program. He's got, He's got, like, a very, very prickly personality. He rubs people the wrong way. That's why he's just perfect for Rutgers. Like, he can do his thing. He can be grumpy and run his, you know, his dictatorship up there. Uh, but he's a good coach, man. And he's never done anything really offensive, like, or anything. You know what I mean? I don't even know what it is. Like, I don't know. He was on a staff. There was accusations. It wasn't him. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, you know, it's it's nothing. So, I I don't know. He should have bigger jobs. But the fact is, Babano, you know, he's kind of a jerk. Right? So, he doesn't like people don't like him, but the thing is, so he's perfect for Rutgers because Rutgers, you know, can't get big time coaches there, and he's a big time coach and he came from there, so it's perfect. Uh, you still like them getting ten, or do you think Indiana's the play? Yeah, I I I, I like I like I like Rutgers enough to bet him here. I don't know if I like him as much as I did last week. I thought it'd just jump on them right away against a Michigan State team that was bet against all the way for me, and it worked out. But that win is not all it was cracked up to be. They did win 38-27, but seven they got outgained. And Michigan yeah. State turned the ball over seven times. You, you know, you're not going to win many games or cover many point spreads doing that. However, the bright signs for Rutgers: their defense got pressure on Michigan State. They stopped the run. Michigan State had two yards per carry. And that's when you knew Michigan State, they can't run the football. They're screwed. That's it. And that's exactly what happened. But this quarterback for Rutgers, Nebraska transfer, you mentioned the transfer Shiano's brought in, one of them, Noah Vidrow. I thought he played very well last week for Rutgers. Uh, he looks like he's given them something at the quarterback spot. Indiana, despite the win against Penn State, crazy game. They were outgained 488 to 211. You know, Penn State just shot themselves in the foot with tons of mistakes, couldn't finish drives. Indiana crushed Rutgers by 35 last year and like I think it was like 560 to 75 in total yards that's the one thing that I'm leery about because Indiana just crushed this team last year but it's a terrible horrible spot for Indiana coming off their first win over a, a top 10 team and I think 30 years or something yeah for me it would still be Rutgers uh what do you think about uh it's it's or it feels weird but battle because it's only second game of the year but it's the uh the the battle for the Fremont Cannon uh, UNLV in Nevada. 
And um, so they're playing. There's going to be fans at the game, actually. Limited amount of fans. I think it's 2,500 people. Limited amount of fans, first responders, et cetera. Uh, and so it's first time there's going to be fans in the stadium in Vegas. Uh, Nevada, so Nevada gets the big win against uh, Wyoming, but they're laying uh, a little more than two touchdowns. Touchdown, Two touchdowns and a hook here at 14 and a half, Abano. Yeah, you know, Nevada's got this game, I think, triple circled because they've lost two in a row to UNLV, and they're better than UNLV this year. Nevada was pretty good. I like the – Carson Strong is a good quarterback. You know, he and yeah. Jay Norvell looks like he's got this offense. Finally, he's got the skill position talent. He's got Strong now with experience at quarterback. He's got a good offensive line. They've got all the pieces, and UNLV couldn't stop – a one-dimensional San Diego State offense. They look like a high school That's football team. That's for Marcus Arroyo. They look like a high school team. They look team pathetic. They look pathetic on defense. They did. I would only lay the points. I think the game goes over because I think Nevada can get 40, and I think UNLV's offense at home with Arroyo, an offensive-minded head coach now, they can get something going on offense to push that game over the total. So I like favorite. I like over the total in the Fremont Cannon battle. Ian Cameron, Babano. All right, where can people find you, Babano? Uh, find your work. Got like 15 seconds on the way out here. Uh, at Bobano on Twitter, I like Kansas State to beat West Virginia outright. And in the NFL on Sunday, I think Pittsburgh plus the points against Baltimore. They can win outright. See you, Gabe. Great stuff, Babano. Thanks for your time. Portrait late night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. You stupid horse! I got my last ten bucks on you! No! Don't look at me! Run! No! Don't come over here! Uh, oh boy. Let's roll. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Uh, I am Renzi. Vent your rage as uh, as we uh, throw it down uh, on the, uh, the Wicked Wednesday. Thanks to... Um, Thanks to Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, for stepping up and in and uh, kicking it uh, with us. So um, we talk college football. We'll get into some NFL football more tomorrow. A good, great college uh, talk. Uh, hit the West Coast, Mountain West. Uh, we, we hit all the, the games over the next couple of days. Get you prepared. We're going to be all over it again uh, on Game Time Decisions tomorrow. We'll have a ton of props for you uh, for the football game. We were talking earlier about you know the term bad beat. And it's used a lot, and, you know, I try not to get too upset about it. The fact of the matter is, and let's not get upset, but sports betting, guys, sports betting is sort of like a band that's become popular. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sports betting used to be like Nirvana at the bar. Now it's like Nirvana in a stadium. And you've got a bunch of Johnny-come-latelys and people that have been betting on sports for like a year two years or a couple of years and and you know everything is overly dramatic for them everything is the worst beat ever everything is a bad beat everything is like you know but 
it's it's a good thing in a way because it's you know the culture that we're in right now. I mean, look, who would have thought? Who would have thought you could be betting on sports right in Tennessee? You know, there'd be sports books in Tennessee, right? Eventually, there's going to be sports books and arenas and games. And look, there's football teams in Vegas, etc. So it's nice to see the um, it's nice to see the advancement of the sports gaming industry. But as far as bad beats, people cry because. If you lose a game close to the point spread, that's not a bad beat. A bad beat means like something extraordinarily ha- you know, happened. Fan man came in from the, the the stands and you know landed in the ring as you were about to win. Like like that's a bad beat. You know what I mean? Like there's oh yeah yeah like he broke his leg and you know mid game I had a prop. That's a bad beat. You know like a player gets there. There's bad beats, but you want to talk about a bad beat? We talked about you know. Danny Jones beats. tripping over uh, Danny Jones tripping over his own feet on a touchdown prop. Uh, that's a bad beat. Yeah, that is a, that's Turf a pretty monster. bad beat actually. That, that is a bad beat. As you did have a touchdown, uh, Yang had a touchdown prop on D- the Daniel Jones to score a touchdown. Would you put a hundred bucks on him at like seven or eight to one or something? Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, he like dished out on like the the ten ten yard line. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. Like you, your hopes were very high. That's that's a rough one. That's that's a heartbreaker. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, we, we can't. Uh, uh, we can't. We, that that's a tough one. Still a bad it's beat. It's not. It's not as bad as uh, this bad beat, and this really is a bad beat. Monday night's game between the Chicago Bears and Los Angeles Rams left a better thinking. He had won one million dollars until a change in the official statistics took the the win away from him. Ron Huntsey was celebrating. His $1 million seven-figure DraftKings Daily Fantasy win when it was taken away. DraftKings showed Huntsy had scored the most points out of the 175,000 entries to the contest. Uh, he won the millionaire maker, $1 million. For half an hour, he was a million-dollar winner. But the NFL, oh, my God, the NFL <laughs> made a change to a ruling of a late sack, and it resulted in a big change. On the play, Rams quarterback Jared Goff faked a handoff and ran with the ball. The Bears brought Goff down behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, when the official scorer noticed receivers were blocking, the NFL made the decision to change the stat. And what was first was a sack was subsequently then changed to a running play. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. NFL spokesperson uh, Michael Signora explained the situation, saying, plays such as this one are routinely discussed by the stats crew and updated accordingly. In this instance, because the play happened so close to the end of the game, it was reviewed by the stats crew and then updated prior to publishing the game summary, commonly referred to as the game book. You guys think you had a bad beat? Listen, there's there's all there's a million fantasy guys have the like worst bad beats because you they're like there's a million heartbreaking stories of dudes that oh, I was gonna win a million like, but this is worse because it wasn't like at the last second in the game it's like oh my god they fumbled or oh god they scored or oh, the sack right because look he had the defense and special teams right so every play is so critical with this stuff. But can you imagine? It's over, guys. It's over. Like I would, I would not be. I, I, I would not take this well, man. 
And I'm not like, there's nothing you can do about it. There's no lawsuits. There's no like, oh, I got wronged. It is what it is. It's part of the rules. You know, like it's it's in the fine print. It's the final, final, they can change. Because like, it's not like DraftKings is keeping the money. Someone else just won the million, right? <laughs> so like, that's just, it's the rules. That's It is what it is. But can you imagine, Yang, the pain? You imagine like for half an hour, bro, you're you're staring at the screen. And you're like, oh, my God, I won. The game is over. I won. And then you hit refresh. All right, I still won. You hit refresh again. You know, five, ten minutes, 15 minutes. Oh, my God, I won. I won a million dollars. After 35 minutes, guys, it's going to settle in. You're a millionaire. Like, you know, listen, you, you, you can even... You know, for if it happened for a split second, it's not cool. Where your heart, like, oh, my God. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not a millionaire. Oh, my God. Like, it would still be depressing. But to sit there for 30-plus minutes believing that you're a millionaire and you just won a million dollars only to have an N- the NFL mysteriously change a run play to a sack. Like, who cares, man? Why are you changing this? <laughs> and why are you doing this? And instead of a million dollars, he won three thousand five hundred and fifty-four. Wow. Not even, not even like eight hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Like you know what I mean? Sometimes you hear a story like that. I remember there was one dude. Oh, I got screwed. Remember the the TV reality people from The Bachelor? <laughs> they won a million. Some guy was bitching that he got screwed, but the guy that got screwed, he still won like three hundred eighty thousand. And then he, he got the million in the end, too. DraftKings took away the million from that reality couple. You know what I, You know what stands out to me here about this? And I, I, you know, I, enjoy, I enjoy DFS, but I used to play it more than I do now. I just get aggravated because it's just it's not right. Think about it. And I'm not talking. This guy wasn't wronged. It sucks. It's a horrible beat. This, that's a bad beat. So anyone you want to cry about your bad beat? Yeah, yeah. Did you just lose a million dollars because the NFL stat crew in New York changed the play 34 minutes later? <laughs> yeah, great. Um, that, you know, that, that's that's something you'll never you'll take that to your grave. Yeah, that's a bad beat, buddy. Yeah, come on. What would you do, Yang? Half an hour, bro. You think you're like you'd call you'd call your kids. You'd be like, oh my god. You'd send me a text. Oh my god, buddy. Right, well, I just want a million. You got you know what Yang? Imagine, bro. Imagine if like someone, like if you're hardcore, if you just started firing off emails and phone calls, Yang. Hey, Marenzi, suck it. Wow. You bitch at me all the time for the last couple of years. Blow me. <laughs> hey, Cardano, <laughs> bite me. <laughs> Imagine like he went on a rampage. I'm, I'm I'm leaving. I'm a millionaire. Screw everyone. Like, you know, you know it's happened to people before where, like, they've done things. Hey, honey, we're getting a divorce. I want, I'm out of here. Oh, no, you didn't win, huh? Um, yeah, so uh, half an hour of thinking I'm a millionaire, I would not be able to take it yet. Like, my, that's the type of thing that leads a man to depression, bro. Yeah, that, that'll definitely <laughs> take a toll. And, like, yeah, man, like, I don't know. I, I think I threw a bottle at somebody. <laughs> 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 it's just, like, one of those, like, Random acts of violence, like I just got to happen. You're gonna attack someone, huh? Like just yeah, <laughs> just like you just 
just attack someone, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, you got to take it out on somebody, man. I mean, like, Jesus, man. Like, you know, to have something overturned like that, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, that's a bad beat, buddy. I don't know how I would take that. I don't even know how someone would, would say something to me, and uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how I would react to that. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, Big Will is saying in our chat. It's like the episode of Fresh Prince. They switch uh, Jeffrey uh, lottery ticket to a winner. He quits and tells everyone to suck it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got to turn around and be like, hey, "Can I get my job back?" <laughs> yeah, like I didn't really yeah, like that. Yeah, I just, didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, no, but half an hour is long enough to start making decisions, Yang. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you just thought you were a millionaire for, like, a split two minutes, you'd be like, oh, God, like, oh, like, you'd just be, then you just get a bottle, you drink, and you're, like, you're pissed off for, like, a month and whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, I was I was a millionaire for two minutes. But 30-plus minutes looking at the screen, and everything's over. You won. You won a million dollars. You won. You're a millionaire. 30 minutes, bro, that's enough to, like, tell people off, tell other people you won. Like, your life, like, you, the plans that you would make in your mind in 30 minutes, too. Like, like you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm out of here. Like, I'm moving out of my place. Or I'm moving, yeah, oh, God, I'm moving to Hawaii. Like, yeah. you know, there's just all sort of things in your mind. You'd be like, my life is different. This is unbelievable. Everything I always wanted to do, I can do now. And you're going to start crying and stuff. And then 30 minutes later, you you know, you find out you're really going to be crying. <laughs> you're going to be like, what? Yeah, I wouldn't that sucks. take it well either, Yang. Like, I wouldn't advocate anything, but yeah, that's the type of thing. Where, I mean, like, I'll, yeah, I'll probably like uh, if I if I encounter yeah. something like that, I'll be like, you know what, Gabe, I'm not doing your show no more. You know, I'll be like, yeah, f you know, never mind your show. You know, like find another producer. You know, and then I guess uh, like you know, it's like like Gabe, uh, sorry, buddy, uh, can you take me back? Yeah, you <laughs> take better, all that back, buddy. I didn't mean that. Better, uh, yeah, you better uh, you better watch out. <laughs> you better you better watch out. Yeah. So my point is though, what's brutal, what's brutal about it is going from a million dollars to three thousand dollars because of the change of one play. That's that's to me is what's ridiculous about this. Got to get the guy something. Got to get the guy something. That's what's ridiculous about this, that that is that difference of a fine line. Like it should my point is it goes to show in DFS how perfect you need to be. Because this guy clearly had a stud lineup to win, you know, to be in a position after uh, all the weekend to win a million dollars. That you know, you obviously had a stud lineup. And because of one play changes, I get it that all right, you didn't win, buddy, but you still won, you know, a hundred and forty thousand, or you still won three hundred thousand. You come and say, you know, but for for that much like of a difference, it shows. Like it really is like playing the lottery. This stuff, it really is like playing the lottery. Like if you're that perfect, from if you you know think of the the difference of a million dollars to three thousand dollars, like come on, like it's just it's beyond um, it's beyond you know beyond difficult. And I realized that with the NBA, I, I got I got pretty good at the NBA. I got like much better over the years. Like I I used to suck, and then I got pretty good at it. And even then, I'm putting up like 400 points, and it was, still wasn't enough. Like basically, like to win DFS, sheer perfection. 
You need sheer perfection and luck, and you need the NFL not to change the stats 30 minutes after the game. <laughs> that's what you need. Now that's a bad beat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Like 120 minutes in sports. Rapid fire. I see in the late night hours uh, here, we were talking some uh, golf uh, earlier. I see uh, Jack, uh, Jack Nicholas, the great, probably the greatest golfer ever. Tiger's great, but Jack, the Golden Bear, really is uh, the best. And now, you know, people are going to come out and there's going to be some, somewhat of the cancel culture and everything uh, because of an endorsement. Shocking. Jack Nicholas endorses Donald Trump. Uh, which is um, going to have like the, uh, <laughs> it's going to have like uh, a massive, massive impact on things. Oh, actually, no, it isn't like, like what's Jack going to do? He's going to get out the old white man vote. <laughs> Are they going to go out and vote earlier in the day than they were? <laughs> like, it's not like a bold, I like, like Twitter's blowing up right now. Oh, Jack Nicholas trending and stuff. I'm like, oh God, did he die? Like, no, no, he endorsed Trump. And people are like, oh, I can't believe it. You can't believe that an old white golfer endorsed another old white dude that owns, like, 20 golf courses. Shocker. (laughs) Shocking development. Old white man endorses old white man, right, Uh, you know, that owns golf courses. There's, like, two million pictures of them playing golf together over the years. Like, are are we really shocked here? (laughs) And... I, you know, I don't. It doesn't make me feel any differently about Jack. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a Jack fan. I'm not a. Um, and I don't. I don't mean this like disparagingly, but I recognize Jack. See, that's the difference. I said you could separate that. I don't care like who he will vote. What do I care who Jack endorses votes for? You know, Twitter can blow up and do whatever the hell they want. They're all a bunch of losers. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, Jack Nicholas endorses Donald Trump. And I don't care. Fact is, you know, he's the greatest golfer. The guy's just, he was just such a great golfer. He did it for so long. He did he did it for so long. Uh, but as far as, like, his endorsement, you know, what you know, celebrity endorsements don't mean Jack squat. Oh, Beyonce says it. Oh, now I'm going to do it. Yeah, okay. Thanks to the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, Ian Cameron, Bob Pano. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. 